Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Laura Ziegler, in for Nomeen Ujiyadeen. Today is Friday, June 17th. Coming up, when Midwestern hunters donate their game meat, like venison, to food pantries, there comes a risk of lead exposure if the hunter used lead ammunition. And lead exposure to children can be harmful. You don't hear about people ending up in the hospital from eating lead from, like, venison or something. But at the same time, why take a risk if you don't have to? Plus, bison meat is lean, but the animals are hard to raise. Cattle is easier, but has more fat. Enter the beefalo. But first, some headlines. Kansas City soccer fans who packed into the Power and Light District erupted in cheers even before the name Kansas City could be fully spoken. It was what they were all waiting to hear, the news that Kansas City will be one of the sites to host World Cup games in 2026. As Greg Eklund reports for KCUR, officials are already en route to New York to make plans with FIFA officials. Though the announcement was met favorably during its live broadcast in the Kansas City Power and Light District, World Cup bid director Catherine Holland says the celebration will be abbreviated. She'll be in a Kansas City group en route to New York on Sunday to meet further with FIFA officials. I suspect that we will... um come back from those meetings with a much better understanding of immediate next steps in the planning process and what they expect from us between now and the end of the year. This year's World Cup takes place this fall in Qatar. Then the field will be expanded to 48 national teams for the first time when the tournament is held in the summer of 2026. Billboards reading, We Got the World Cup, were up before people left work. Social media was flooded with images of celebratory banners and T-shirts. Mayor Quinton Lucas, sweating in the sweltering heat and humidity with the crowd at Power and Light, shouted, It feels great! Best city in the world! Jackson County Executive Frank White was also there Thursday night. He said the World Cup could be the most glorified event to ever take place in Kansas City. I really feel like everybody steps up, put their best foot forward. We can make this happen. Kansas City joins 10 other cities who were named World Cup hosts. Though the teams and dates for 2026 have yet to be finally determined, the tournament is expected to have an enormous economic impact on the Kansas City region when it takes place, most likely in the month of July. Bison were hunted to near extinction at the same time as the European cow was brought to the Americas. Cattle quickly became the most dominant meat eaten here. But as Harvest Public Media's Jonathan All reports, combining those two breeds into something better is a niche market that some people hope becomes more widespread. The farmer's market in Rolla, Missouri, is pretty typical of those in the Midwest. You can buy beef, pork, eggs, vegetables, and baked goods that are grown and made nearby. But one stand sells something different, beefalo. Shopper Vicki Gustavuson is a fan. It's a bit leaner, so I think it's more healthy for us. Tastes good. We sometimes cook it in the crock pot, a roast, and uh, it comes up nice and tender every time. Beefalo is exactly what it sounds like, part beef, part buffalo. And the meat available at the Rolla Farmer's Market comes from the farm of Andrew and Kelly Deach. 
About 25 female beefalo, most with a calf nearby, are grazing on the 650-acre A&K Ranch in south-central Missouri. They look a lot like regular cows, but their hair is a little longer and they look a touch bigger in the shoulders. Kelly Deach says these animals combine the best of both worlds. And as we like to say, they when they created beefalo, they bred out the meanness but kept the leanness of the bison, so kept the good qualities of, of the bison. And beefalo were definitely created. While there was some unintentional crossbreeding when European cows got into buffalo herds in the 17th and 18th centuries, it wasn't until the 1970s that a reliable, fertile crossbreed was produced. The intent was to get the lean meat of bison into an animal that could be raised as easily as a cow. And the magic number of 37.5% bison was found. Andrew Deach used to raise cattle, but finds the beefalo much easier and more enjoyable. I mean, they all have different personalities, and you, know, you can tell them apart because of their colors and such like. But when you have a field of Angus out there, it's hard to tell, you know. I just like doing the beefalo because um, they're a lot easier to work with. The U.S. Department of Agriculture certified beefalo as having higher vitamin levels, nearly a third less cholesterol, and 79% less fat than conventional beef. John Fowler raises beefalo in northern Missouri and is on the board of the American Beefalo Association. He says it's a superior animal, the biggest hurdle, getting ranchers to start raising them. If I can, can get a person who has a um, crossbred herd and put a beefalo bull in his herd and then him eat some of the meat, uh, he's sold. Uh, he'll, he'll want to produce the beefalo. But beefalo does have its opponents. We just don't really think that there should be beefalo. Martha McFarland works for the advocacy group Practical Farmers of Iowa. She also raises cattle and bison, but would never mix the two. She says nature did just fine producing bison, an excellent animal that's also good to eat. But she does empathize with beefalo producers. As a bison and specialty beef producer herself, she knows trying to sell a niche meat is difficult. A lot of times there, it's hard to find that like middleman to get my meat into the grocery store. I'm not part of this huge mechanized system. My challenge is your average consumer wants to just like go to the grocery store and pick up some food and be done with it. Beefalo isn't in many grocery stores, and it's primarily sold online or at farmer's markets. It also costs more than beef, largely because it comes from small producers. But breeders like Andrew Deach are still optimistic about the future of the specialty meat. He credits new leadership at the American Beefalo Association. They've got some new people in there who have really good ideas, and they're reaching out there. They have a Facebook page, um, and you can find beefalo all over the country. Deach says while he and his wife enjoy selling their product at three farmers markets, they're really excited by the prospect of getting more ranchers interested in beefalo. I'm Jonathan All. Harvest Public Media. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including KCUR. Midwestern hunters often donate extra game meat, like venison, to food banks. Sometimes that meat comes contaminated with lead ammunition, which can be harmful to children. The Midwest newsroom Samantha Horton reports. At a warehouse in Hiawatha, Iowa, the Hawkeye Area Community Action Program is one stop for deer meat donated from hunter to consumer. Communications manager Chris Ackman reaches up to open one of the food bank's giant walk-in freezers. This is where the donated meat is stored. 
our shelves are a lot more bare than they have ever been. So uh, especially on those items that are high protein items, those are those are items that get hit pretty hard. On the white plastic packages of donated meat, a label reads lead fragments may be found in processed venison. The label also notes that there have not been any cases of lead poisoning from lead in venison. Iowa stands out among Midwestern states with this type of warning label. The state started doing so after finding lead in two venison packages out of 10 in 2008. Donated venison in Kansas, Missouri, and Nebraska comes with no warnings. Angela Anadapa, president of the food safety nonprofit Alliance for Advanced Sanitation, says Iowa's label contradicts the notion that shoppers should have confidence in the food they pick up. This is a situation in which if you're already telling the consumer, hey, there could be lead in your food, that is not consistent with our food safety values. Lead poisoning can lead to behavioral issues and lower IQs in kids. According to the CDC, there is no safe level of lead for them. Indeed, Colorado School of Public Health professor Michael Kosnett says while it would take a lot of contaminated venison to poison a child, even a potential small amount of lead exposure could be harmful. We are talking about the intelligence of our children. We are talking about their potential for doing well in school, doing well in the workplace. Minnesota Department of Agriculture's Nicole Neeser says her state found lead ammunition can fragment up to 18 inches from a deer's wound canal and be as tiny as a grain of sand. She says Minnesota has been x-raying the processed packages of firearm-hunted venison for more than 10 years, discarding any lead-contaminated meat and keeping it out of food pantries. The last six years, we averaged about 10 percent, and so that's still a very significant amount of meat that's getting thrown away because it has lead particles in it. Since screening of donated meat is inconsistent or non-existent across the Midwest, some people are taking it upon themselves to make sure lead contamination doesn't happen. Meat processor Mike Evinger of Knoxville, Iowa, makes generous cuts around where ammunition might be found. It seems like every year we will get some uh, caught up in that grinder. Uh, I don't know there's any way... I mean, we cut our meat up pretty fine. You know, we don't leave big chunks. And, it still gets by us. You can't really walk through the forest without making noise. So if you just kind of walk like a hen turkey, like crunch, crunch, and then like she's scratching for bugs. Iowa hunter Pete Araldi is walking his hunting paths in a nearby wilderness area. Right now, it's turkey season. But he also hunts deer. He's voluntarily switched to non-lead ammunition. You don't hear about people ending up in the hospital from eating lead from like venison or something. But at the same time, why take a risk if you don't have to? While conservation of wildlife is Araldi's primary reason for switching ammunition, he says eliminating health risks to his family is also why he is sticking to copper slugs. Reporting with Jared Strong of the Iowa Capital Dispatch, I'm Samantha Horton for the Midwest Newsroom. This reporting is part of an investigative project with the Missouri Independent and the Midwest Newsroom called Unleaded that examines lead poisoning in Midwestern children. You can learn more at our website, kcur.org.
This is Kansas City Today. I'm Laura Ziegler. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and Byron Love and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Jonathan's story about beefalo and Samantha's story about lead in venison, visit kcur.org where you can find more news about Kansas and Missouri and news across the Midwest from Kansas City's NPR station. Hey, thanks for listening. Come back on Monday for a special feature about Kansas City jazz great Julia Lee. Have a great weekend. Thank you.